0: So here's the deal, I'm not a PhD or um, an MD or an MRS or anything fancy, I don't have any official titles, but what I can tell you is that I am a very tired mom, and this is my Mother's Day episode. Now, before you say bitch, it is the 10th. Mother's Day was yesterday. Let me clarify for you folks, Mother's Day in Mexico is always on the 10th. We don't have this funky floating holiday, so it is still the 10th in California at 9pm, 9.12pm to be exact. So I am still on mark for calling it Mother's Day. And I clarified the day and time just in case you are listening to this at a later date, which I assume you will be since I doubt I'm going to upload this tonight, but you should know it was officially Mother's Day when this was recorded. I'm currently recording this on my phone while sitting in the dark in my living room with my eyes half closed because it has been a very exhausting day. As you know, Peanut is not two years old yet, but she has decided that she is already in her terrible twos, so here we are. She barely went to sleep about 15 minutes ago. She has been awake since 5 in the morning and i am dead to the world she took one very short nap which was definitely not long enough for me to get any rest whatsoever especially because it was during my work day and my work is very busy believe it or not so i thought for my mother's day episode i would do something a little different i'm always gushing about what a miracle it is that i have peanut and how magical it is and How miraculous motherhood is, and it is all of those things, and then some, trust me. But I thought it would be kind of funny to give you some motherhood confessions. And you will also hear Charles and Walter in the background, because these assholes are right next to me, and like to pick fights with, you know, their own assholes. So, I have no control over that at this time, because I'm too tired, to go into my office and do anything more than what I'm doing, which is sitting slumped over on a chair recording this for all of you beautiful people in the world. And what actually made me think of for this confession episode, what actually brought this idea on was that I was feeding peanut cereal and I was feeding her like whole wheat Cheerios with whole milk. And after I finished giving her her bowl of wholesome-ish cereal, I then pulled out the box of s'more cereal. So it's straight up with the marshmallows and the sugar and the chocolate and all of that mess and portable for myself and just laughed at myself because of course I make sure to get her the good stuff, but I still wanna eat my crap. So confession number one, I buy healthy things for peanut and then I sneak around my own bullshit of junk food. But I mean, doesn't every parent do that? I feel like that's a real thing. I don't know, but it should be if it isn't. I give you permission. Another confession that I have to make is that she has fallen out of the bed so many times, I can't even tell you. And no, this is not a neglect thing, but this child, I don't know how the rest of y'all do it, but this child damn near does backflips in her sleep. I have never known another creature to roll over so many times while asleep, except for myself, which, by the way, I have fallen out of my own bed more than once. So, it is hilarious and obvious that she is my daughter, but also she has fallen way too many times. And one time she fell out of her bed and I was half asleep and I was super tired and I busted out laughing. And mind you, she was fine because if any of you know me personally, you know that she sleeps in my bed with me most of the time and have bean bags surrounding my entire bed for her and the dogs to be able to safely step up and step down. And if they trip, they don't injure themselves. So it's all very baby and doggy proofed in there. But she rolled out and she rolled out so far out of the bed. Like she fell out of the bed and then rolled. And I have a big empty room because I hate furniture. And she just continued to roll until she got to the other side of the room i don't know what was happening there i don't know what kind of gi jane dream she was having but homegirl just like army crawled across the ground and it was hilarious and she did it all in her sleep she didn't even cry by the way she just like rolled around on the ground in her sleep and i picked her up and got her back in bed but i thought that was hilarious and i've never told anyone that So I thought I would share that as one of my confessions. Another confession would be that I have an irrational fear of sinks. I don't know what it is, but full-on gag reflex when I see a sink or look at it for too long. I don't know if it's the empty abyss of the pipes that I can't look into. I know that it's grime. Grime grosses me out really bad. So I was trying to figure out how to give peanut baths without putting her, like, bare ass on the bathtub ground on the, on the tile, I guess. Um, because the idea of doing that grossed me out so badly. So I'm Googling and I'm looking and, you know, Amazon, you can pretty much type in anything and Amazon has some sort of response for you. And I found these little, like, basically a tub that you put in the tub. So it's like a baby bathtub, and it's not the ones that are for like newborns, because I had one of those for her, but I'm talking about toddler age. She outgrew the one she had, and so I needed something for a much larger baby, and so they were basically these large tubs that were about two-thirds of the size of your bathtub that you put in there, and they had a higher lip, so you could put a little more water in there, and they could splash around and not make a bigger mess, and I was telling my friend about these, and I was sending him screenshots, and I said, but $150 for these things, that's insane for what essentially looks like a giant, you know, 60-gallon Rubbermaid tub inside your bathtub, and then I paused for a second, and then I messaged him and said, would it be super ghetto if i just got a giant rubbermaid tub and bathed her in that and he did not think that was a horrible idea i i honestly look i looked at the specs of these baby bathtubs of these toddler bathtubs i looked at the specs of a lot of different storage containers i compared the two i did my research this was basically a $9 Rubbermaid storage container being sold as a baby bathtub for $150 on Amazon. So I may have gone with the $9 option. I can neither confirm nor deny that allegation. So my confession will be that I considered it. Okay, so this next one really isn't a confession because I feel like every parent does this. But every single time that my mom watches Peanut and takes her for a few hours I run around my house and I grab some of the toys that I don't like anymore because she's played with them too much or because they're gross or just because I don't like them and I throw them away or give them away if they're in good shape and I periodically do this every time she leaves I purge some of her toys. Or if it's something that I think is still good or that she might remember and look for, I just hide them for as long as possible. Uh, I know every parent does that, but do y'all feel as guilty as I do when you do it? Because I feel like a total asshole. And it doesn't stop me from doing it, but it does make me feel pretty bad about it. I gotta be honest. Another confession would be that, and I know other people whose kids have done this and so it happens, but sometimes when Peanut is eating snacks, the dogs try to take her snacks and they will lick her snack and then she will eat it and when I catch it, I stop them But sometimes I'm real far away or in the other room, and it happens, and I know it happens, and it happens. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Like, every kid who has a dog has had their dog lick them or lick their food or, you know, eat part of their food, and it just happens. And I know that you're going to say that that's perfectly normal. I know there's some people that straight up will like share ice cream with their dog or get real intimate with their dog, you know, like licking each other's faces and kissing each other's faces and stuff. But y'all, in my life, that's always been known as white people nonsense. So that is not something that we do. But I know that it's happened. I saw it happen once today. I didn't stop it. I think she'll be fine, though, right? It was Charles. He doesn't go outside. He just sits next to me. He's sitting next to me right now. So that part. What else can I tell you? I thought that I was going to have all of these confessions, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think that I have as many as I had anticipated. When she was newborn, I fell asleep with her on my tummy more times than I probably should have let happen. But y'all know what it's like when you're super tired and you're trying to get the baby to fall asleep and you doze off for a little bit while you're holding them. But it was only ever for a few minutes. I'm not a a heavy sleeper, so I don't knock out that hard. Let's see, what else is there? I think that's pretty much all I have for y'all. I'm lucky that even though she's a little terrorist, in the sense that she's just super high energy, I haven't had a lot of huge issues with her. I have pretty much baby-proved my entire house for her, and really for the dogs too, right? I don't want them to be in arm's reach of anything that could hurt them, or that if they consumed or ingested, would, you know, make them sick or hurt them, so... I've always been pretty cautious on that end, but I think that probably my biggest confession would be that I'm not having as hard of a time as I know a lot of my other friends who have kids are having, and I feel partially guilty because I know that I'm super lucky, but also, thank God, right? Like, I have not had but one or maybe two sleepless nights since I brought her home. And other times that I've had a hard time sleeping or that I didn't sleep, it was purely unrelated to having a toddler. It was simply because of anxiety or PMS or work or whatever. So I have been very, very lucky. I will tell you this. I'm getting a little exhausted by all of the climbing and hitting things that she does. I know that this is normal. But let me tell y'all, I was laying down with her a little bit ago, and I scratched my head, and it hurt. And I was like, oh, my God, why does this hurt? And I could feel a bump on my head, and it's light, it's like delicate to the touch, and then I remembered that this bitch done kicked me square in the head, like I was a football, and she was trying to kick a field goal, she kicked me so hard, with shoes on, that I thought I was gonna have a concussion, and... (laughs) Like, that's how hard she hit me. And I didn't even remember it after the fact until I touched my head and was like, What is this lump on my head? And let me tell you, I know that sounds like I'm exaggerating, thinking, saying, Oh, I thought I was going to have a concussion. But I've had a concussion before, more than once. I'm talking like, head slammed to pavement while getting my ass beat concussion. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to concussions. And I was dizzy and cross-eyed and my head was hurting. And I am glad that I'm awake to record this right now and not like passed out in my living room because that would be a hot mess. So Y'all, your girl is getting beat up by this tiny human. I hope you know. If you're going to call anybody for protection, it's going to be me from her. This is elder abuse going on up in this mug. Another thing that I will tell you, which I'm sure you've read about in my blog, if you read my blog, is that I am still lactating. And if you read my blog, you would know that at 10 months old, I went to breastfeed Peanut. And she straight up held her hand up, like, in a no-thank-you, like, gesture. And (laughs) basically pushed the boob away from her, like, no, I'm done with that, thanks, though. Which was almost a year ago now, if not a year ago now. Almost a year ago. And I'm still heavily lactating. I've tried all the things, and I've Googled it to death. Until I traumatized myself reading this long story about this woman who, after she stopped breastfeeding, still lactated for 10 years. I do not want to be almost 50 with leaky titties. Like, that is not what I want my future to look like. It is thoroughly unpleasant and embarrassing. I have been in the middle of a conversation with my father and then been like, "Oop! Oh, my shirt's covered. I've been in the middle of a meeting at work and had to adjust the Zoom camera, thank God for telework, because all of a sudden I could just feel the leakage. And unfortunately, I must have looked uncomfortable or embarrassed because my coworker clocked it and was like, what's wrong? What's going on? And <laughs> And later on, I told her, I was like, girl, I started leaking and I was having technical difficulties. So let me just tell y'all, it is rough out on these mommy streets. And another thing I will tell you is that I wish more people, and I'm thinking about this right now because I recently read an article where Katy Perry says, and I don't even like that hoe, but it came up on my feed. And she was like, you know, the first six weeks after you deliver your baby is the most insane ride and nobody talks about it. And I thought it was hilarious because after I had the baby and after I went through all of that, that was my number one complaint with all of my mommy friends was y'all did not warn me about the insanity that ensues right after you deliver. I mean, you, you knew it was going to be messy, right? You knew about the diapers and the bleeding and the discomfort and all of those things. But I did not expect it to the elevated level that it hits. It is a roller coaster is an understatement. So now anytime any of my friends are thinking about preg- getting pregnant or they end up pregnant, that is my first story that I tell them is the horrifying experience of postpartum. And truthfully, I can't even complain about pregnancy because I felt wonderful while I was pregnant. It really only got uncomfortable when she got really big and I wasn't expanding outward and she was moving upward and she busted my ribs. That was extremely painful. But other than that, I didn't have morning sickness, I didn't have cravings, I wasn't easily grossed out by anything, I didn't have trouble sleeping. If anything, I was basically sleeping 18 hours a day. So I had a wonderful pregnancy. It was basically a vacation, if I'm honest. I got to hang out and watch crap TV and sleep for 18 hours a day. It was quite lovely. But and And I got to feel this delicious little baby just floating around in my belly it is a really cute feeling when they're sloshing around in there i just picture her in my head just like splish splashing like she does when she's in the bathtub aka the bath storage container but anyway so these are the ramblings of a tired mother in the evening of Mother's Day after a non-stop day of working and hanging out with my beautiful princess. And I can't complain. And for United States American Mother's Day, in case you're wondering, on Sunday, I spent the day with Peanut. We were in our PJs. We had a PJ pizza party And we ate frosted Cheerios and watched cartoons and ate pizza. And she really wasn't into it. And to be honest, I wasn't really into it by the time it arrived. And we played pillow fight and we played Legos, which Meglo blocks, mega blocks, not Legos. I like to make the distinction so people know that I'm not leaving my less than two-year-old child to play with teeny, teeny, tiny bricks that she can choke on. These are the mega blocks, the gigantic ones. But we had a good time. And it's basically how we spend most of our days. And I have to be honest, most of our days are a really good time. I cannot complain. I want to add a ending note to this. To say that I apologize for shitty editing and a lot of horrible verbal stuttering cues and saying and a lot, which I hope you all know I actually edit it out a lot. So if you notice it more in this recording, it's because it is going to be a very light edit recording so I can get it up. And so that I can make sure to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. And I don't just mean the moms who biologically gave birth to children. I think that Mother's Day, at the very least, at the very least that one day of the year, you should acknowledge, honor, and show love to your biological mother. Or your stepmother, your grandmother, your aunt who stepped up to be a mother figure, your big sister who took on that mom role because your parents were, you know, working, busy, whatever it may be. And all of your mother figures out there in the world. Lord knows I had so many. All of those mother figures out there who made me feel loved and protected and appreciated and special. I thank you. I love you. I cherish you. I appreciate you. And even if I don't reach out as often as I should, I think about you all of the time. And happy Mother's Day to all of the single moms out there, to all of the moms that aren't single out there, to all of the moms, to human babies, and to all of the moms, to fur babies. And I know some people are like, fur babies aren't, aren't real babies. To some people, their fur children are their family, and they love them and cherish them and devote their time, energy, and money to them just like you would any other child. And I refuse to discount somebody else's life journey and experience. So to all the moms out there, whatever shape, form, color, texture, flavor you come in, I honor you yesterday and today, and hopefully the people in your life have honored you as well. You are appreciated. You do a thankless job and, quite frankly, an extremely underpaid job. And I'm joking because obviously people don't get paid to be moms. So that's the gag, right? You do it on top of being a functioning member of society, whether it be running a household or going to a full-time job or all of the above. So thank you. You are amazing. You are special. You are beautiful. Happy Mother's Day.